We used to play a game as kids, maybe you did too. It's kind of a version of 20 questions where uh, someone says, who am I? And then everybody else is supposed to ask yes or no questions to try to figure out who they are. You're supposed to pick somebody famous, somebody that everybody uh, might uh, recognize. And then people would ask questions like, did you live a long time ago? Uh, were, did you write any books? Did you, did you uh, act in a movie? You know, those kinds of questions to try to figure out who they are. By the way, if you're ever playing that game, pick Millard Fillmore. He's a president, so he's famous, but nobody ever remembers him. You'll win every time. Actually, that question is one we often ask ourselves. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose in life? Moses asks that question in the passage of Scripture that we're going to read this morning. And he thinks he knows the answer, or more precisely, he thinks he's figured out who he is not. But God has something else for him to understand. And I believe God has something else for us to understand This morning, as we read this passage of Scripture to discover, who am I? We're going to start reading in verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that is it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. The truth is. Moses started out with the wrong question, but he ends up with the right answer. It's not about who we are. It's about who God is. Moses was right. He was the least likely man for the job God had for him to do. In fact, if he had been applying for the job of leading the people of Israel out of Egypt, he wouldn't have even passed the background check. He was guilty of manslaughter. Earlier, he had seen an Egyptian beating one of the Israeli slaves, and he struck out at him, killed this soldier. He thought no one saw him, although he apparently forgot about the guy he rescued, because the next day when he tried to break up a fight amongst some of the Israelites, They asked him if he was going to kill them the same way he killed that Egyptian. And Moses realized the gig was up. So he hit the road running. He he flees into the wilderness of Midian, settles down. He eventually marries the daughter of a Midianite and, and sets about tending sheep for the family. And he settles into that routine life of the shepherd. You wake up, you feed the sheep, you water the sheep, you pin the sheep. You go to bed, and then you wake up and you do it all over again. Moses got into that routine, and it worked pretty well for him. He did all right. He was a pretty good shepherd. Things were going well. He was comfortable in that role. It wasn't like being a prince back in Egypt, but hey, it was all right. And then one day, while he was out in the herding mode, Moses saw something. 
He looked up on the mountainside and he saw a bush that was burning, not a totally unusual sight. And yet this caught his eye because this bush continued to burn, but was not consumed. And so he thought, well, I need to go find out what's going on. And when he arrived at the bush, he discovered God was there. Verse 4 of chapter 3, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid To look at God. As amazing as all of this was, the surprise doesn't stop there. God reveals to Moses that he was about to answer the prayers of the Israelites. That he was going to deliver them from Egypt. That he was going to bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. Moses was probably thrilled with everything that God said. Right up until the last sentence. There in verse 9. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. And then in verse 10. So now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. You can almost hear the gears turning in Moses' minds. God's going to deliver the people out of Israel. He's going to bring them into a land of promise. He's heard our prayers. He's answering their prayers by sending me. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute, God. You had me right up there to the last part. You are a God who answers prayers. You can do this. Me, not so much. I'm just a shepherd. And God, in case you haven't noticed, I've been hiding out in Midian because I'm a wanted man in Egypt. I am a persona no grata. If I step back in Egypt, I might as well bring my own handcuffs. And you want to use me to deliver your people? Now, of course, Moses didn't say all of those things, or at least the Bible doesn't record him saying all of those things. Instead, he says all of those things in three words. As he says to God, who am I? We want God to do all kinds of things. We want to see God work. At some level, I suspect most of us came here this morning wanting God to do something. Wanting God to make us feel better. Wanting God to help us with some issue in our life. Wanting God to come to the aid of someone in our family. Wanting God to make sense of our world that seems to be going out of control. Wanting God to help us in some area of our life. We we all come to God wanting God to do something. And there's nothing wrong with that. Moses, no doubt, had been praying for God to do something. No doubt, Moses had joined in the prayers of the Israelites to to save my people, get them out of this mess. And Moses probably added to that prayer, God, I failed miserably. I was in a position of leadership, a position that, that perhaps I could have done something, and I blew it, God. 
but where I could not step in and change the situation. And then God answered his prayer. God's answer was, I'm going to deliver the people of Israel and I'm going to use you to do it. But that wasn't what Moses wanted to hear. And so we asked God, who am I? I'm just a shepherd out here in the middle of nowhere. I'm a fugitive on the run. I'm nobody. How can I do anything like that? When God calls in your life, How do you respond? And when you ask God to do something, how would you respond if God answered, I'm going to do that through you? We pray for God to do some big things. We pray for God to bring our friends to salvation. We pray for God to help a co-worker who's ill. We pray for God to put our family back together. We ask God to do some big things. What would we do if God answered those prayers? And especially what would we do if God answered those prayers? I'm going to do that through you. You're the one who's going to lead your friend to Christ. You're the one who's going to minister to the family of that sick co-worker. You're the one who's going to bring your family back together. (laughs) I suspect most of us would respond basically the same way Moses did. Well, who am I to do that? But that's really the wrong question. Fortunately, it didn't take long for Moses to get around to the right answer. It's not about who we are. It's about who God is. Life is complicated. What a blessing it is when God makes it simple. Moses asked a pretty big question. Who am I? I mean, that from a philosophical standpoint is probably the biggest question we have. Who am I? But Moses was a little more specific than just the general who am I. He's asking specifically, who am I to do this impossible thing that you're saying that I'm going to do? Who am I to do something that has not been done for generations? Who am I? Take a look, God. This is who I am. I'm a shepherd. I'm a fugitive. I'm nobody. So God answers his question by not answering it. (laughs) Because God doesn't tell him who Moses is. Instead, God tells him who God is. Verse 12, and God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. God says, Moses, this isn't about who you are. 
or what you can do. This is about me. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to deliver the people of Israel out of Egypt. And one day, one day you're going to be reminded of what I said to you right here, right now. Because one day you're going to be right here, right now. Worshiping me after I have done what I promised to do. Now, yes, Moses should have been convinced at this point. He should have packed his bags and headed for Cairo. But he wasn't quite ready yet. He had one more question. Verse 13, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to him, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What's his name? Then what shall I tell them? What a wheeler dealer. (laughs) Moses, his mind still turning away. He says basically to God, Okay, I'm not saying yes, but let's just suppose that I do this. Let's just suppose I go to Egypt and tell everybody, I'm going to deliver you out of Egypt. God's going to do this thing. Now, for just a moment, consider the alternative. The alternative to Moses not doing this is to continue to smell like sheep all day long. (laughs) But apparently Moses was still weighing the options But God, in his mercy, didn't ridicule Moses. Instead, this time, he actually answers Moses' question. And in doing so, he actually answers his original question, too. Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. Moses' question was, who am I? God's answer was, I am who I am. If you could ask God anything this morning, anything, what would you ask him? Would you ask him what heaven's like? Would you ask him why He continues to allow disease and hunger and evil to run so rampant around our world. Would you ask him why he created the mosquito? If you could ask anything of God, what would you ask him? Moses was trying to weasel out of what God wanted him to do. But in doing so, he stumbles on to the greatest question of all. One that he asked, and one that God answered. Who am I? And who is a God? Folks, if we get those two things straight, who we are and who God is, everything else will fall in place. When we realize it's not us, It's not about what we want. It's not about our desires. It's not about having our way. It's about who God is. 
It's about what He desires. It's about what He wants. It's about who He is. When we realize that, our whole perspective on life changes. Changed Moses. He went from a fugitive herding sheep to the one used by God to lead an entire nation out of slavery. What is God waiting to do through you? And what are your questions? I encourage you to do what Moses did. Now, in truth, Moses wasn't responding exactly the way he probably should have. He should have just said, okay, God, yes, I'll do what you're calling me to do. He should have been like Isaiah. When, when Moses, when, when Isaiah was heard the call, who will go for us? He said, Lord, send me. I'm right here. <laughs> here am I, send me. That's what Moses should have done, and, and he didn't do that. But he did do the, the right thing in coming to God with his question. So if you have questions about what God's calling you to do, take those questions to God. You may be asking the same thing Moses was asking. Who am I to do that, God? Who am I to be a deacon? Who am I to be a Sunday school teacher? Who am I to be a witness for Christ at my job? God, you don't know how hard it is there. Who am I... To minister to this family that is in, in terrible crisis. Lord, I don't know how to help them. I don't know what to do for them. I'm not trained in doing that. Lord, who am I to put my family back together? It's a mess, Lord, and I'm part of the problem. I caused a lot of this problem. Lord, who am I to be the one to put that all back together again? God, who am I? Take those questions to God. But don't be surprised if God answers you. In fact, don't be surprised if he doesn't answer the same way that he answered Moses. And let you know who he is. That he is able. That he is all-knowing, all-powerful. That there is no crisis, no difficulty, no situation that is beyond his power, that is beyond his control, that is beyond his strength. That he can take a fugitive shepherd and turn him into a leader. He can take you and use you in his glorious kingdom work. Because he is. I am. Heavenly Father, help us. You call us to do some really hard things. It's hard to witness. It's hard to minister. It's hard to step out in faith and do those things that we know we're not qualified to do. And yet, Heavenly Father, you call us to do them. But God, help us understand it's not about us. It's not about who we are. It is about you. So, Heavenly Father, as you call us today, help us to step out in faith, with all of our questions, with all of our concerns, 
Help us to go. Not because we are able, but because you are. Help us, Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.